0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blow Granagram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project, and go away. All right? All right. Welcome to the Driven Shot Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Driven Shot Podcast. I hope you've all had a wonderful day so far. And these podcasts, well, as I said on Twitter, they will be coming out every single Thursday unless something happens. And in that case, I'll tell you guys in due time. So today's podcast, uh, it's not going to have too many questions because you guys have not been sending in that many. If you do want to send in any questions to this podcast, do so by using the TDS pod hashtag. It'll be up here. Uh, And... That way, you guys can get more involved in these as well. And I, I hope that you want to take that initiative as well because it makes these more fun. Because when you ask a question, you'd like to see it answered. And given this format, I think that's I think this is a pretty good way of doing it. But I'm slowly running out of questions to answer because I'm not getting too many. So feel free to drop some uh, if you're watching this or if you're watching throughout the podcast or listening to it and you're thinking of some questions or you have something pops up in your head where you're like, hey, this, I want to see what what his take is on this. Feel free to send those questions. Now, um, on that note, let's get right into it, I guess. Um, one thing that has been talked about now, uh, given that our results in the league have varied. They've, they've they've gone up and then they've gone down. We've had some bad games and we've had some good games uh, in La Liga and in the Champions League and there have been talks about us, you know, redeeming ourselves in the league and, and possibly even winning it. I've seen people talking about it on the timeline, uh, and I do think it's possible, uh, especially given that Real Madrid's form has also been swinging. Uh, we, we we thrashed Sevilla the other day. Uh, Valencia haven't been great, especially after uh, Marcelino left the club. That's caused a little bit of well, not really an uproar, but it's definitely caused uh, some trouble uh, in the dressing room for Valencia. Atletico haven't been too convincing either. So I think I think the chance is there for Barca. I think that I, th- I definitely think we can get back in form and, 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 and get the league title uh, by the end of the season. And one of those reasons as well is that while we did have a lot of injuries this season, uh, I think... Well... And also one of the, and also I think one of the reasons for that is while we did have a lot of injuries throughout the season so far, uh, a lot of the injured players are coming back and recovering from their injuries, uh, and I think those players will be absolutely key. Now you could argue that well, the the players that were injured were big names, uh, and not just big names, but also some of them young stars like Ansu Fati. But when you have a Lionel Messi out injured and a an Dembele, a Suarez that is still re- recovering for you know getting his form back, uh, it gets tough. And I think now that we have Messi back at now that Valverde has Messi back at his disposal, uh, Dembele got back from his injury but then got the suspension that, by the way, Barca will appeal. Um, there were rumors saying that they would appeal it, and earlier today. Which is Tuesday, as I'm recording this. Uh, spokesman Jose Vives actually uh, went out and confirmed that we will be appealing both his and uh, Ronaldo Araujo's red cards because we feel like they were, we feel that they were unfair, and so that's definitely something that uh, that will happen. And hopefully, given that we have the Eibar game and then uh, the Clasico being the next league game, hopefully, the appeal will mean that it's at least cut down to just the bar game, uh, because we have seen. Some fav- some some decisions go in favor of other clubs um, throughout seasons in the past, where decisions have gone against us. Even though, you know, those decisions should not have been, uh, you know, they shouldn't have the outcome that they had. And so, hopefully, this one, this time, hopefully, the ref will see that Dembele calling him very, very bad as a referee, and uh, just saying that not even saying it in, f- in fluent Spanish uh, either. As Messi confirmed earlier, that, not just Messi, but also uh, you can see in, in some of the some of the footage that Dembele does not speak Spanish properly. He understands the language, and he's good enough to articulate himself in a way that they can understand him, but he's not fluently saying it. And so, even Valverde at the presser said that, he'd be surprised if, if Dembele uh, you know, did say something to, to Mateo Laos, because Dembele is not a fluent speaker if the language is it's hard for him to actually speak the language, so hopefully he will be back for the Clásico, and I think the Clásico will be very, very important. The Clásico usually is very important, but I think the reason it will be important this time is because whatever mentality uh, the team, the teams will have after this game will determine how well they'll do. Because both teams are in kind of this hot-cold state where they'll have one really good game and they'll have one atrociously bad game, um, to put it mildly. So. I think the Classica will be very, very decisive, uh, at least for the next month or two. I think it will be very decisive for that period of time, especially considering the teams have Champions League, we'll probably get some Copa action throughout the season as well. So that's going to be interesting, that's going to be very interesting and I think Messi, Dembele, uh, Suarez, if, assuming that Suarez will still be a starter. And I think even Antoine Griezmann, who some have said hasn't had a good start, I think he's I think he's been really really good considering he's first off adapting to a completely different uh, role and system than the one he had he had at Atleti, considering that Atletico were a very defensive uh, defensively oriented team, so he has to adapt to Barca's uh, system. And even though some argue that we don't really have that much of a system, it's still a change that he has to adapt to and new teammates, uh, not being the only protagonist in the team, given that this team has Messi in it. So a lot of factors to take into consideration there, but you can definitely see his work rate is through the roof. He's doing everything he can to help his teammates out as much as he can, help the club out as much as he can. And I have no doubt that he'll be a great success for us, even though some said that you know he's not a, he's not a pure nine, he's not a striker. Why did we buy him? It seemed like Bartomeu and company were just going for a, a superstar signing. I don't think that was exactly the case because I definitely think Griezmann can be very good for us, whether it's in a nine role or out wide where, as we know, that's not really his favorite position, he prefers to play as a second striker, um, as a playmaker type striker, and, and while that is his preferred position, I think he's intelligent enough to actually adapt to whatever position and role is given to him by Verde And I can't wait to see that in action, uh, because you can see that he's slowly adapting, you can see he's slowly making the right moves, getting used to his teammates, making some really good combination play with some of his teammates. So. I think he'll be vital in the Clasico and I think he'll be vital for us this season. if Provided that he stays fit, which he usually does, uh, I think we can have a very lethal attack with him, Messi, Suarez, and Ansu Fati, and Dembele, all at our disposal. So, uh, Liga-wise, I think we can definitely win the title. Champions League um, is a bit tougher because, obviously, we've seen... The decisions of Valverde have not been uh, the best in uh, in the two la- in the two previous Champions League campaigns. So hopefully that'll change, but obviously given the history, you you do wonder whether that whether that will actually be the case. Uh, I could see it changing a bit given that at least at least and this is a big positive is that he's at least gone away from playing Rakitic when there are clearly other midfielders in the team who just simply offer more in his position so i guess that's a positive that maybe things are about to change at least a little bit however i will say this though one thing i don't agree with is his lack of usage of players like uh, carlos alenia and ricky Puj. because the difference is alenia is with the first team so if he doesn't play with the first team he doesn't play with anyone whereas ricky Puj is with barca b and gets taken up to the first team occasionally which means that even when he's not playing with the first team he gets playing time with the b team alenia got promoted and since then, he hasn't really played much. Uh, he got some, he got a decent amount of playing time, decent-ish, last season, but he hasn't really gotten the chance that a lot of people feel that he deserved. Uh, the chance that people feel he deserves, which I'm one of those people, he hasn't really gotten that. He hasn't really gotten that chance to shine. Uh, And especially if you want to rest players like like, uh, De Jong and Artur, who right now seem to be Valverde's first choice for the midfield with Busquets. Um, You'd think that he would use players like Alenia and Riquipuj, but he's not. He's resorting to using players like Rakitic or uh, Arturo Vidal occasionally. So that is something where I would not be surprised. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if Alenia decided to leave in January on loan. Because right now, he's at a stage of his career where he definitely needs playing time to grow. And he's not getting that here. Not as it stands right now. And then maybe if he gets a half a year loan um, to go elsewhere and then comes back in the summer when we might have a new manager, maybe then things will change. But I, I don't see him staying with Barca this season if he can get a loan deal elsewhere. So that's my take on the Alenia deal. And the Alenia uh situation um as for Rakitic and Arturo Vidal uh I've seen a lot of people talk about it I've seen a lot of people talk about Rakitic especially not too many talk about Vidal because Vidal there there was a lot of talk about Vidal last season but this season he hasn't really played much and as a result hasn't really been talked much about but Rakitic's uh fall shall we say has been very noticeable and um one of Cedenas's higher-up people, uh, Manu uh, Manu Carreño, talked about how poor the treatment of Rakitic is, how poorly treated he's being in Barcelona, and that you know you can't really treat players this poorly. Uh, he's being treated so poor. He's, the the treatment of, The treatment of him is so bad that you can't really treat a player any worse than that. Is essentially what he said. And Rakitic's wife came out to agree and defend Rakitic. Saying that you know he's a professional and he's a wise guy and stuff like that, and so his perseverance is one of the reasons why he's a as good as a footballer as he is. So one of the things that people have been talking about is how Valverde has went from playing Rakitic in every single game last season to not playing him uh, virtually at all. He got he got he's had very few minutes this season. And the minutes he has gotten, he hasn't really done too much. Although you could see in the last game that he played, I believe he came in against Sevilla, you could see that he was trying to make more risky passes, trying to, to do a bit more, trying to offer a bit more. And while I don't see him staying for next season, I think the fact that he knows that De Jong is breathing down his neck, Artur has a pretty much a secured spot in that midfield. Uh, I think that will push Rakitic to try and be the Rakitic that we all l- saw and loved um, when he signed, when he came from Sevilla. So hopefully that'll push Rakitic a bit and 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 you know give us the Rakitic that we saw back then, the Rakitic that was one of the best midfielders in the world at the time. So I I don't think he I, I don't think he can get back to that level, but I definitely think he can be valuable for us if he tries to do more than just do basic passing Uh, because the thing the thing that made the thing that was argued a lot in his favor last season was that he adds balance but he he didn't really add too much balance last season it has to be said he didn't really add too much to the side last season Um, you could argue that he helped control the tempo but even then Artur does that in better fashion not just because he does the dribbles but because he's as press resistant as he is it simply offers more if you want a workhorse midfielder he Valverde also has Vidal who we saw scored last time he played so plenty of players plenty of options and i don't see Rakitic staying for next season and if vidal's situation stays like it is now where he's barely getting playing time uh, I could sadly see him leaving as well, uh, and it's a shame because I really really like Vidal I think he could be a really good super sub for us But I also see why he would be he would feel inclined to leave if he got a good offer And I think if he does get a good offer I don't think Barca would hesitate to to part ways with him, uh, both for the better of Barca and for the better of him as a player um, So that's pretty much what I'd say about the veteran players um, the veteran veteran ish Uh, another player that has taken a lot of headlines recently basically taken the Spanish and Catalan media by storm is Ansu Fati and Ansu Fati has been for me he has been really 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 good whenever he's played he's been absolutely brilliant and for a player who's only 16 it's really impressive how much he can do with the ball it's impressive how much confidence he has on the ball how you feel that he's calm on the ball he doesn't feel and it's weird for me to say this Right, but it almost feels like he feels less pressure than Coutinho did with Barca uh, towards the end, at least, of, of Coutinho's career, which was understandable, as I've mentioned in a previous podcasts. I'm not going to delve too much, uh, too much into it here. If you would like to hear my take on the entire Coutinho uh, situation, can go back. I believe it was in episode three where I talked a lot about him and why what I felt uh, went wrong, um, and and. Dembele's situation as well, I'm pretty sure I addressed both of those things uh, in depth in episode 3, so if you haven't checked that out, feel free to do so, it's on all streaming platforms uh, and on YouTube, as is this episode and all future episodes. Um, It just feels like Fati has that confidence, and you you obviously need that confidence playing for a club like Barca, but considering he's only 16, a lot of players, uh, many of the big names at least in Barca have said that. Uh, had come out and said that you know his his quality impressed us he's only 16 years old he's coming in here and he's bossing things he's doing he's being unpredictable with the ball he's almost tearing defenses apart he's doing so well he's doing so so well and that's also a reason why he's been pretty much a talking point for the Spain national team to think that he's a player who's only 16 years old came and played with the first team and was initially going to be called up for, I believe, the U-17 national team for Spain. Uh, that is, was, was he was going to be called up for the U-17 team. But then he impressed so much that, uh, well, that plus the fact that the U-17 matches would mean that he, I believe he would miss the Clásico. Because there was the U-17 World Cup, which was going to be played in Brazil. So that's, a, that's he had to travel to Brazil as well. Um... Which means less rest than if the if the competition was played in Europe because you also have to take the the, the the travel the trip over there and the trip back into advantage stuff like that and the fact that it was played uh, During a period of time where Barca had important games and could definitely use a player like Ansufati Fati, meant that um, he was It was very likely that he would not participate for the u-17 national team for the time being at the time uh, after that the u21 team came knocking on the door as did the first team for spain so you can definitely see why with the quality he possesses and the 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 swagger that he has on the ball uh, and the fact that he just seems like a very humble guy like if you if you look at him as a footballer he seems really good and if you look at him as a person he seems like a very humble guy uh which is obviously great because you don't really want a a player with a big ego when he's only 16. so that's that's one thing And I think the fact that he's as wanted by Spain as he is will also kind of push Velvede towards including him whenever he can. Now, obviously, uh, he is coming back from an injury. So we have the Eibar game. And if he has recovered well enough, I could see him playing uh, this weekend. I would not be surprised. And I hope he will play because it is a weaker opposition. And while there is the international break to come, the Classico is not right around the corner. There is a bit of time to go. I do hope that Velvede will make use of some of the uh, less used players, so players like Alenia and 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 Sufati, I hope they get a chance. I'm not saying Valverde should go in and just expect to dominate and then play with all the all the reserve uh, players. I'm saying that's not what I'm saying because we've seen how how badly it's gone for us whenever we, under- whenever we underestimate our opponents. It's always seemed to go bad for us, which you know is pretty logical when you think about it from one point of view. But from another perspective. When you look realistically, Barca should not struggle against Eibar. So, I do hope Valverde won't play the A-team. I hope he'll play some of, the, some of the younger players and give them a shot. And hopefully Ansu Fati can keep developing. Um, but again, we have to make sure that it's not done in a way... The club has to make sure that it's not done in a way that hurts him. That it's not done in a way that actually... Where things go too fast. And then there's a lot of backlash and a lot of repercussions because he got too much pressure on him so that's a very important thing to take into consideration but I do think that he will get a good amount of chances this season and as some would say yes even under Valverde uh, I don't think Valverde is as bad a manager as people make him out to be I think he's a pretty good manager but for a team like Barca with the aspirations Barca have given his history in the Champions League for Barcelona I do think that change uh, would be very beneficial for us this summer so We'll see uh, what happens about that. I could see him leaving this summer, but obviously the club would not let him go if there is no replacement that would be good enough to take over. Because unless we fail hysterically in the Champions League and completely lose out on La Liga and only win the Copa or even get trashed in the Copa, unless that happens, unless we all of a sudden just take a giant hit and just underperform massively, I don't see him leaving on bad terms, um, but I could see him leaving this summer, and if he does, hopefully we'll get a, a replacement that is one that could be good for us long term. So not just a short term uh, stopgap replacement, but actually a replacement that could be very good for us. Some people have mentioned Arsene Wenger, who I think could be. I think I think that could be really interesting to see. Kike Setien, while he only well he he, imple- he impressed a lot with Betis and I'm not just saying that because of how they played against Barca, he genuinely did have a, a side that while they didn't achieve much um, materialistically so in terms of trophies and stuff they played wonderful football and given the players he had if you compare if you compare that squad he had to Barcelona's squad, just imagine how well he would play with Barcelona's squad and given the winning mentality that is in many players in this team I could see Kike Setien being one who would succeed and a thing, that gives me, a thing that gives me hope about that is also the fact that he was a candidate for the Espanol job that David Gallego uh, left the post of. I have not looked into it, but I do think that he left. Uh, it's a technical decision, so I think they, it's a common agreement that he left the club. Um, but then Setien was one of the candidates to take over, but Pablo Machine came in and took that spot, so Kika Setien is still available. and. Uh, I do hope that he's one that could take over this summer. I've heard that I've seen uh, from some outlets that river that uh, the river the River Plate manager, the Argentine side River Plate, that their manager is uh, a candidate, and I do hope that he's not one in the pole position because I think at this point we need to. Well, first off, we need to stray away from the idea that the manager has to have played for Barca, because the fact that he has played for Barca does not mean that he necess- that he is necessarily the perfect fit. But also, other than that, I think it's also a, a you know, if you're going to move on from from Enrique and Valverde, you need a manager who is proven, whether it's in a certain whether he, whether he's proven with a lot of trophies, like a really decorated manager, or if he's a manager that has proven to play very very good football. With a squad that isn't as good as Barcelona's maybe. Or even as good as Barcelona's. We need that kind of manager. And I think you could say Ten could be a good one. I think I think Arsene Wenger could be a really good one. So hopefully Barcelona will make the right decision. If Valverde does part ways with the club. And obviously we'll have to see about that. Nothing is certain yet. But I could see him leaving this summer. After the debacle that happened this summer. I could see him leaving the next summer. So. That sentence really was a tongue twister. So on that note. It's question time. It is 3 a.m. Let's go. Alright. Okay. So yeah, let's get right into it. The first question, before I before I address the first question, again, I'd like to remind you guys that first off, I'm not getting a whole lot of questions, so I'm slowly running out of questions. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, Whether it is brand related or Barcelona related or just in general football related, let's say you follow, uh, let's say you're a fan of a team like Arsenal or a team in the Bundesliga or something and you'd like me to give a take on a player, a certain player or a certain team or even another team in the Champions League. If you have any questions, feel free to send them using the hashtag. It'll be on screen now. If you're streaming this, the hashtag is TDSpod, the Driven Shot podcast, so TDSpod. Feel free to send any questions in using Twitter. Um, if you are on Twitter or, you know, you can send me an email if that works better for you um, Today, I'd just like to tell you we have two questions So not a whole lot of questions and that's why I've tried to make the first segment a bit longer and a bit more Topics taken in there and on that note, let's get right into the first question from a very uh, loyal fan of the well of the brand of the of the blog on gram news outlet and also of the dream Shop shot podcast Uh here again I appreciate you and I appreciate your support. So the question says, who do you realistically see us going for in January? Um, Now, today, which is, well, right now it's 3 a.m., so it's Wednesday. Um, But last night, so Tuesday, uh, Messi had talked to Rack 1, and he had told them that he was scared that Real Madrid would come in and swoop Neymar because Neymar had talked so much about wanting to leave Paris, being so desperate to leave the club, and knowing that Barcelona might not get him, he was scared that Real Madrid would come in and, and persuade him with something and then and, and get into Madrid. So I could see Barca making an effort in January because some of some Barca officials have come out and said that the situation is pretty much the same, but there are still talks. The, the player still wants to come to Barcelona. That hasn't really changed. So, given that there still are talks, and given that Rakitic, uh well, the fact that his wife is coming out and talking about it, and the fact that it's so much in the media that he's not playing and, and it's a fall from grace, etc., I could see him being uh, used as a, as a, you know, as a part of a Neymar offer. So I could see us going for Neymar in January. I don't really see what else we could go for in January, depending on if Umtiti has recovered from his injury and recovered well. If he hasn't, I could see us going for an additional center back. Um, but I don't see many positions where where reinforcements would be needed, to be honest. Maybe a proper uh, maybe a proper winger, either as a backup for Messi or well, considering we have Ansu Fati, and Ansu Fati has proven to be very good on the left side, Messi is, on paper, a right wing. So, I think a right wing backup would not be too bad of an idea, given that we sold Malcolm and didn't really... You could argue Ansu Fati was his replacement, but Ansu Fati is more of a left winger, naturally, so... Well, at least he's played better there, so... I could see us going for maybe a backup winger, and or Neymar. Um... And if we don't get Neymar in January and he stays in Paris, I could see us going all in for him in the summer. Now, that was the first question. The second question comes from, let me see, Safi Shabazi. I'm sorry if I completely butchered your name there. That was not my intention. Um, but he says, other than Leo Messi, obviously, which player from the current Barca squad do you like the most and why? Um, that's a tough question to answer. I will say, I, I really like Antoine Griezmann, I really really do, I've followed him since his Real Sociedad days back when he was beasting it with Carlos Vela, uh, so he's a player that I really like and I, I admired a lot when he was in Atletico and now that he came to Barca, I was over the moon, man. I can't. I can tell you how. I cannot tell you how happy that made me, especially because of all the threads that I've been doing, um, for transfer related stuff and, and and other threads that I'm doing. So that thread meant a lot to me. That I actually could complete it like that. Frankie De Young is also a player that I absolutely love, um, simply because he's such a humble guy. You know, he's Frankie De Young is a quality player. But he's also very humble. He doesn't go like, you can see some players going into a club and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm going in. You know, I'm just, I'm just gonna start, right?" You see some players. Let me give you an example. Uh, Benjamin Pavard, when he joined from Stuttgart, I believe, to Bayern Munich, he said, he said that he genuinely considers himself. I think it was either one of or the best uh, left back in the league. I think. Wait, right back. Probably right back. He said something along those lines. It's it's been a while, but I think he, he essentially he said that he was one of the best defenders in the league, or that he was the best I think fullback or something like that. Um, and that's one of the things where you're like, okay, this this guy's got a pretty big ego, and you don't really want that. I could I could see some players having it, and and some players have a reason to have it. You know, um, if you asked me two three years ago, Cristiano Ronaldo does he have the right to be as outspoken and and borderline arrogant as some people say he is back then you could argue yeah he definitely has a case um, but then you have players where they've had maybe one good season and then they, they switch clubs and they go all out and say that hey I expect you know I'm going in I'm gonna just go all, I'm, I'm a beast this league or whatever Um, that's one of the things that I really like about Diarn is that he's so, so humble and he even was that at Ajax as well. So it's not like he's pretending to be humble. He's always been that type of person. Um, so that's one of the reasons I like him a lot. Also one of the same reasons I like Artur a lot, other than the reason that he reminds me a lot of Xavi. Like if you slap, if you slap the number six on the back of his shirt and you watched in (laughs) say, this is a very, 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 uh, stressed out example. If you watched it in like a a one forty four P quality. Um you would not be able to tell the difference. I just realized if you if you watch it in one forty four quality, probably not gonna be able to see anything. But the my point is he reminds me so much of Chabi and of course we have to be careful and not put too much pressure on him but he's just been so good. And even though he's been so good, he's been fairly underrated amongst uh amongst this fan base. So I, I really like I really like him. He's a very humble guy. If you watch if you watch the official Barca videos where they you know meet him personally and stuff like that, you can see how you know he's he's such a he's such a pure guy. And um, I think those three would be the ones that really stand out to me. Um, and yeah, that's the answer for the second question. Um, also, I do apologize if this podcast seems a bit, uh, I don't know, awkward ish, I don't know how, how to really explain it. It is currently three in the morning. I spent over an hour, I think, setting this up. Uh, and when I set it up and everything was good to go, I started recording. and then the phone that I used to record with currently uh, ended up not working properly because if the battery was being too low, the battery was too low essentially. So I had to charge it, then I went to charge it, and I'm charging it as I'm recording, and it stops recording because it says there was too high temperature inside the phone. So it had to stop recording. So I had to re-record it part. And right now it's 3 a.m., and I'm pretty damn tired. So that's why I might seem a bit, uh, eh, you know. Uh, Hopefully that does not affect this too much. And I hope that you guys nonetheless have enjoyed uh, the podcast so far. Uh, this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode so far, and the podcast in general. If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to drop a like and leave a comment below before we move on to the next and final segment. And also, if you are if you're streaming this on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple or Google Podcasts, feel free to drop a rating on the podcast. It really, really, really helps. Uh, it helps it reaching out to, to more people, and in general, helps give the podcast more exposure and hopefully get me more feedback if you guys have anything you like a lot or dislike a lot about this podcast so if you have anything feel free to let me know and on that note it is time for laugh of the week all right uh, this time it's a bit different Um, previously I've been trying to find well previously I've stumbled uh, over some football videos last time it was a uh, video from during a football match So this time it's a bit different. This time, where I usually sometimes might give you some football-related videos, this time it's, it is football-related, but it's not from a football pitch, so to speak. This time it's from AS Roma's official account, and this guy replied to them saying, uh, telling them to follow back or Roma gets relegated next season, and if you block me, that's 10 years of bad luck. But follow me and Roma joins Syria, and Roma wins the Syria and the Copa Italia next season. So you might have seen this this short clip, I think it's three or four seconds. If you know uh, the character Big Check, who made the the Tingo scrap back I think it was last year probably two years ago now. Um so it's a it's a clip <laughs> I love this clip so much, man. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. It's essentially this. I love this video because you can literally use it in so in, on so many occasions and I've seen some usages of it that have been very funny and I've seen some usages of usages of it that have just been like dark humor like too dark and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, kudos to Roma for that and they actually ended up following the guy so that's pretty cool. Um, again I th- yeah, I think we've pretty much reached the end of this episode. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to send them using the TDS Pod hashtag. If you've made it this far, you know the the wave emoji, the wave emoji. Comment that down below if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, and drop a like if you enjoyed it so far. Um, this episode ha- i don't know if this episode—I would—I wouldn't say, if, well. This episode has definitely been an interesting one because I've tried to take a, I've tried to, to do it a bit differently than I usually do. And I'm experimenting with this, so some episodes may be a bit different because I'm trying to find the, the perfect formula. We are five episodes in, and I think this, so far, I've tried some different styles, some different approaches and deliveries and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully you guys are enjoying this so far. And if you are, do let me know. If there's anything you feel like I should change it about this, do let me know. I know that some of you com Complained, I think it was after, I think it was, yeah, around episode three, I think, where some of you guys told me that I should, you know, it would be pretty cool if I showed more energy when I was recording these. And I think the reason that I didn't show that too much was because prior to this, um, all the podcasts that I had done before I launched the Driven Shot podcast were audio podcasts. And when you're doing audio podcasts, you don't really pay much attention to. Your facial expressions and the energy you put, like your 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 movements, you don't really pay too much attention to that because your energy is through your purely going through your voice. The viewers and the listeners cannot see you, so I had I have to I had to adjust from that to actually you know (laughs) doing this, and I'm really really enjoying it, and it's just it's just a case of really just getting used to how how I do these. And again, it's, I'm still experimenting with it. And I, I'm personally really happy with how they've gone so far. Um, obviously, the views could be better, but I'm still working on finding the exact, like the perfect time to post these because I've noticed that um, some some episodes I've posted where I've posted them at wrong times per se. And then I post an episode, let's say a week or two later at a different time and that gets more views. So I, I'm trying to find the exact time and um, to post these. And I think I'm close to finding it, so if there is anything you guys feel should change about how I post these or how I promote these, do let me know. And uh, I will have a big announcement coming soon regarding the brand, so stay tuned for that. The merch is also dropping soon, so uh, I've shown it to, to some people and they've really liked it. So I'm really excited to show to show it and share it with you guys, and hopefully you guys will like it as much as I do. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for your time, thank you for tuning in, I hope you enjoyed this, and I have been Omar, your host, thank you for watching, and have a good day. I'd like to redo that, should I, yeah, let's redo it. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for watching, thank you for tuning in, and if you enjoyed, do drop a like, give it a rating if you're watching it on an app that allows you to give ratings, and uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. Do follow me if you haven't already. All the links to my social media are down below, and I will have a big announcement coming soon, so stay tuned for that. The merch will be dropping soon as well, and I've shown it to some people, and they've really, really liked it, so I hope you guys will as well, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for your time, and peace out.